0: 20 yards left! That is a duel from Dewey. Tim Cahill has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Thompson. Oh! Five goals to Adji. Swing out for Dukes, head out from Melbourne. And the league champion, John Luzo, and the ball
1: is! On Halftime, the World Game with Carlos Alberto Diego from ForDiego's.com. For Auction Your Car, Car Auction this Saturday.
2: Well, I reckon he was satisfied last night. Carlos Alberto Diego, 4diegos.com, at 4diegos on Twitter. And of course, 11 o'clock tonight. The boys will be back together on 1116 SEN. Carlos, good day.
1: How are you? Uh, half, and I'm not easily satisfied, as you know. I
2: know.
3: <laughs>
1: I know. I'm insatiable.
2: You are. <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon there may have been a spring in your pants last night.
1: Just a little bit of a spring in the pants. And uh, I'm sure that's on. Uh, no, it's not. We've got a different panel up today. It does, Actually, we've got Pablo. Yeah. No, Pedro on the panel, who we usually have at 11 o'clock at night. He's been promoted. He's been promoted to half time. He's doing He's the halftime well. stuff.
2: Look, I hope Who's you ex- he Pedro, is he? Yeah, Pedro on the panel. Right, oh, Pedro yeah. on the panel.
1: I, just, I hope you excuse his errors, because he does make a lot of he errors. He doesn't make
2: errors. <laughs> he doesn't make errors on half time. Maybe it's just the. Uh, People who's working with it at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night, Absolutely,
1: Carlos. yeah, no, we're freewheeling at that time of night. Just lulls like a, into yeah, a false yeah.
2: security. <laughs> now, tell me, Carlos, yeah. I didn't see... I was at footy training last night, so I didn't see this uh, magnificence that was the FFA Cup. Yep. But I came home, and I just... I had a look at Facebook and Twitter and stuff just to see what was going on, and it was consumed with this competition. It, it trended. FFA if if Cup hashtag... Hashtag
1: FFA, uh, FFA Cup. And then South Springvale. It's South Springvale. It <laughs> trended last night. So, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, uh, Half, as you know, I, uh, I'm, not easy, I'm not easily pleased no, sometimes. No. And I'm not going to just – just because some marketing bloke tells me that there's a knockout sudden death competition. Yes. And it's going to be in the, in, the, in the mold of the FA Cup that we all grew up with yes. watching. It doesn't mean I'm going to believe that because it's just some marketing man spin thing that I want to be convinced. Yes. It's like the early days of the A-League, you know, with all the marketing, this and that, all the manufactured, you know, I felt there was a lot of it was manufactured. You're not going to tell me to start loving something. I want to be able to feel it. So, I actually went into last night's round. I wasn't one of these people beforehand talking about how great this is going to be or our own little FA couple, this sort of stuff. You I went, went to, in with a scowl. I, no, I, 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 I actually didn't want to, just openly, uh, without question. Um, you know, uh, just embrace
2: this. Just buy into the Yeah, because be I, I, won't
1: tell. I won't. I won't be told by a marketing person who's been paid a lot of money to come up with something. Uh, but I got to say, I watched the games last night, and I was sold by the end. It was fantastic. So you <laughs> fell for it anyway. <laughs> but it was fantastic. It was really great. I mean, we had. You know, we had uh, uh, a giant killing performances, and we'll talk about South Springvale in a moment. We had, uh, you know, the big buffeting centre forward with a heavy touch. Nearly every team had one of those. heavy touch. Absolutely. We had, you know, uh, if you look at the stats, you know, you have shots on goal and stuff. But I think unforced turnovers – uh, they reached a new peak last night <laughs> in every game. Uh, you know the grounds were a bit dodgy that they played on. Uh, the crowds, I mean, they were just it was everywhere you went around Australia where they were playing these games it was freezing cold. Yes, um, you know the the pictures of, of, of or the photos of the food, the souvlakis and the, and the and the other stuff that they were selling in the bistros and the canteens around the grounds. They were they made a. Big uh, a big uh, presence on on social media.
2: You know what? I bet you they were you know within reach of the fan. Not sixteen <laughs> bucks for a pie, that uh, type of thing.
1: Absolutely, and the, and apparently the players as they're running past can grab one along the way too, and have one on the ground almost. I mean, we had the kid who was I'm not sure whether he was he's on debut, uh, Jordan O'Doherty for Melbourne Knights who. Hero to Villain, a 16-year-old hero to Villain, he scored a goal for Melbourne Knights to get them back into a 2-1 situation against Olympic FC, and uh, then later in the game gets sent off. For a oh. late tackle, so I mean, this kid
2: over refereed that game.
1: Well, absolutely. Actually, I thought it was it was a second yellow card. It wasn't a straight red, so the kid could walk off with that. But I thought it was a little bit unfair. But still, the hero to villain sort of scenario. Um, it was just it, it, we had penalty saves, we had uh, you know uh, dodgy refereeing decisions. Uh, Do we have
2: some old old timers from the NSL or, or A League players that go back to the local clubs? Do we have any of those filter through?
1: Yeah, well, they, I didn't see every minute of every game, but there was the game that they showed uh, the. Brisbane Strikers game versus Broadmeadow Magic. Now, Broadmeadow isn't our... That's not ours. That's not our Broadmeadows here. It's Broadmeadow from, uh, I I think it's northern New South Wales. And uh, they're a team there that's... uh, uh, you know they 're an honest team in, in in that competition there, but uh, they uh, I think would probably be equal to third or fourth division here in victoria right uh, and they uh, and they had in that game there Brisbane strikers had a guy called John T Richter who played for Brisbane Raw I think in in year two or something okay. of the a league so you, you see every now and again a player uh, there was Chris Payne who scored a goal for manley beautiful goal he scored he was at on sydney fc 's books and north uh, queensland Fury's books, uh, so yeah there were some players that I picked up now and again in highlights uh, who had played but a lot of them were no names a lot of them were plumbers and uh, electricians and students and uh, and it was probably the biggest game of their lives in front of the Foxtel uh, cameras and at the same time I must say uh, I don't like to necessarily uh, you know I'm not a I'm not a wash with um, with uh, praise with media. Uh, outlets because they're uh, supposed to do a good job anyway. Well,
2: that's their job, but uh, no one does a good as job as Fort Diego's. So you you're, you set a high standard. Uh,
1: no, what what, what I, I suppose you know, they're supposed to do a good job. They have got all the money in the world. They do a good job. But I've got to say, the way they did it last night, they they. Uh called the main game, but they'd cross over whenever anything happened. Our our, our very own Zappers, uh, you know. The Fox Sports crew? Yeah, absolutely. He hosted the whole thing. was really good. And uh, they crossed over to when, whenever there was a goal scored or something, and they had a bit of a replay with a, with a cutaway box, or with a, that split screen sort oh, of thing. Yes, it was I like great the, the way away. they did that. And they just had a really good, it was almost a bit of a round-the-grounds feel to what it holds. Yeah. So they, they did it really, really well. And by the end of it, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I won't give credit to the marking men. It was the game itself, and the, and the way that people put that on, the way Fox uh, uh, broadcast it, that uh, really won me over. It was fantastic.
2: Love to hear from our World Game fans, our soccer fans out there, that loved the FFA Cup last night. What about it? Caught your fancy? Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. As I said, I, I missed it. I was at footy training, so I didn't get a chance to see it. But I was awash was through all the social <laughs> media forums. I was a wash with love and... Uh, in praise for the competition, and as you say, for the coverage from Fox Sports, they mm. must have done a hell of a job. Um, the, the South Springvale story, Carlos, Nick, just explain to me, uh, they played South Cardiff FC, who I think from... Are from uh, New Northern, N-
1: Northern New South Wales, They're not from Wales.
2: <laughs> Would have been a long trip, <laughs> yeah. and what were they doing in the FFA Cup, not sure. Yeah. Um, Explain to me where they fit in the scheme of things in Victorian soccer. Okay,
1: so we've got A-League, which yep. is the domestic national competition. Yep. Uh, we have, for nowadays, we have a, what's called a National Premier League, the NPL, yep. uh, which is the next rung down, which is like the VFA, yep. uh, and then we have the leagues below that, and uh, and I think there's an N- NPL 2, which is like an old second division.
2: So where's the uh, VPL? Is that still alive? Or is that uh, I think NPL VPL's
1: now? been, uh, I believe VPL's been uh, replaced by the NPL. Right, okay. But, uh, but that was the old VPL, Victorian Premier League. So uh, from what I gather, I might be a, give or take one division, yes. I hear that Spr- South Springvale are about the third or fourth division in Victoria. Um and third or
2: fourth division, yeah,
1: third or fourth division, and uh, they of course drew two all after full time, after coming from behind twice. Yes, went through extra time. Uh, everyone in the park had cramped, they were fatigued, they were out on their feet, uh, they were just running for memory in the end, and they won on <laughs> they won on penalties. Uh, what, you know what a fantastic. Um, Fantastic performance by part-timers. Well, they're not part-timers. They're casual, basically. Not part-timers. They're casual footballers. And to get to that point last night, this is a romance half. To get that point last night to play that game against, you know, on, on national TV, um, they had to have won five games in qualifying before that. And they're right to get to this stage. stage, They just wondering how they picked the teams. Yeah, no, they they had to go through five games of qualifying and five games against, uh, in I think in nearly all instances, teams above them in the competition. You know, basically in uh, in the leagues above them. So uh, this has been a heroic effort by these guys, and now they've earned a right to most likely play an A League team in the round of sixteen that's coming up later in the year.
2: That is the beautiful part (laughs) of these these competitions across the globe. Now I don't think. I'm not sure there's um too many other sports that could probably do it to be honest with you. Well it's
1: interesting that the uh you know uh, AFL football's try- have done it with the Fox have tried to do it with the FoxTel Cup. Remember they the FoxTel Cup where they you yeah. know Williamstown's playing East Perth and stuff like that and I was wondering when they introduced that a couple of years ago how that was going to go because that's I think that's a knockout competition isn't it? I yeah, think, it
2: is, but it's the top two teams, I think, from the state competitions, the state, okay. as opposed to the, the third, fourth tier sure. competitions. That's more that it's the second tier across yep. the country that fight it out. So it's a little bit, little bit different, but I love that the fact that this is, this is an opportunity for people. This is the great thing about local sport, and particularly from a soccer point of view, where you've got, now that this is in, in vogue, this is in play, this FFA Cup, that there is this... You know, you're you're a chance. You want, you might be one of the million, but you're a chance. Yep, and and that's an unbelievable thing to aspire to. I reckon. It's and one really of the one sport. of
1: the motivations by FFA to do this because there's been from from inside the the football fraternity, uh, there's been this idea that you know old soccer, this so so called term old soccer, which I hate. Uh, anything before the A League was old soccer. Right. That yep. they weren't really uh, embraced when the A-League came along or new football came along. And so there's this, been, this sort of undercurrent that, you know, the A-League's more for all the people who've jumped, just jumped on board, but it hasn't really looked after the people who grew the game, yep. you know, set the seeds uh, or sowed the seeds of the game back in the 50s and 60s. They've all been left behind. That's a feeling. That's a perception. So the whole idea of the FFA, FFA Cup is this, you know, bringing the grassroots of community clubs and giving them a chance to, To sit on the big stage at some stage, and it was interesting because that's one of those things that, you know, I was hoping that you know, though I didn't want manufactured, I didn't want this whole thing like we'll give him a little bit of a a teaser and say that that's what you get. But what I heard from Bill Lambropoulos, the um, the coach of South Springvale, he he said after the game, uh, FFA and Westfield, what they've done for for us is incredible. They've opened the doors for grassroots clubs. Uh, No one. Even knew who we were now we're on fox sports and in, in every paper and that that 's what the coach of South Springvale said mm. after the game and that for me has cemented what this means to the grassroots team it's genuine it 's not manufactured and it puts it gives it gives these people in lower leagues
2: the chance to you know, have their moment in the sun if, they, if they're if they good enough. Well, Ronnie Dawesha, the goalkeeper for uh, South Springvale, he had his moment in the sun. He was saved that, that penalty kick to win the game for South uh, South Springvale. And then, the highlight of his career, that was a pretty good moment in his career, he was on the morning glory this morning. <laughs> was he? <laughs> he was on the morning glory. So he's gone gangbusters. Andrew in and Templestowe wants to talk about the FFA Cup. Good day, Andrew. Gentlemen, how are you both? Going good,
0: well. Mate. Look, the FFA Cup is one night old. Um, it's a success. And if I was commercial TV... I'll be calling the FA putting in a bid for it today. It's a winner, and um, it will be the Australian success story in, in the sporting sense in
1: 2014. Now, Andrew, obviously we all grew up with the FA Cup, and uh, me in particular, really, it's the first taste of, uh, of uh, football outside of the country that I saw as a kid, and I loved it. I just couldn't wait for the FA Cup every year. Um, did you have any apprehension when... You know, the FFA and Westfield have come up with the idea. Did you have any apprehension about the fact that we're trying to replicate something that's been so successful somewhere else and we're trying to develop that in a a very young market? Not at all, Carlos. I mean, look, the coverage last night from Newcastle, the ground reminded me of a lower-level English ground in the Mm. sense that um, it was a cute TV event. It sort of looked cute. It looked innocent. Um, There was just something really fun about it and innocent that professional sport these days, doesn't have and just I enjoyed it I had, a t- I had a coffee in front of the telly some bickies and um I wish I was in Bentley last night for the South Springvale game I really wish I went down but um nah, look one night all this event is a success and um it will be the sporting story of late 2014. Trust me.
2: Well, good for you, Andrew. Glad you enjoyed it. Huge result for our boys. Half time zone, South Springvale. <laughs> uh, we're on the wagon. Full, full steam ahead, Carlos, with our South Springvale boys in the FFA Cup. Uh, good win. In fact, it's super impressive win. When, you can, when you consider Carlos. Mm. They were down twice. Yes. Had to come back from being down twice through the afternoon, evening, mm. and then were good enough in the penalty situation over. Of course, South Cardiff FC, mm. not from. And by
1: Cardiff. the way, puffing hard probably after forty minutes, <laughs> right? And so they went the whole ninety minutes yes. to all draw there, and then the, the extra time. And apparently they're just falling over everywhere uh, in that extra time. So uh,
2: I am disappointed I missed it. To be honest mm. with you, I would have loved to have seen it. Uh, surely there's a replay somewhere I can get my hands on. Andrew's in Hyatt on the open line nine forty nine eleven sixteen uh, to discuss that. G'day, Andrew.
3: G'day, boys. Hey, Carlos. Just do these. Part time or casual players get
2: drug
1: tested? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know. Well, when I used to kick around at that level, we never got drug well, tested. I wouldn't
2: think a week to week they wouldn't, but perhaps for a competition like this they might. Yeah. I mean, it's good, a good question. Not
1: sure. Well, you're suggesting that uh, they were <laughs> a bit superhuman last night, are you, Andrew? No, no, not suggesting. But
3: I mean, if the competition is going to be successful and stand up against you know, the A League and be a, a proper competition
2: in sport, it needs to have drug testing in it, wouldn't it? I'm not so sure about that. Andrew, look, again, we're dealing with permanent part-timers, basically, uh, Mm. casual employees of their clubs that train twice a week and then then play on a weekend. I wouldn't think they're going to be gaining too much advantage with any sort of um, chemical Mm. assistance, even if they're up to their eyeballs. Yeah, I
1: reckon uh, breathalysers instead of drug (laughs) testing. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, the South Springvale boys were saying before the game that they spend most of their time in the pub. Morning. I mean, my my uh, description of teams as pub teams, I think they claim that themselves before the game. So, yeah, I think it's more their uh, their social life. Uh, and who knows, that might include some of the recreational stuff you might be suggesting. But, uh, yeah, look, look, anything under the FFA banner, I reckon, might be... Uh,
2: I would be surprised yeah, if it was Yeah, it probably would be, yeah. They wouldn't do it week to week in their local no. comps. It's a third tier, North state one, southeast, or whatever it is. They're in the South Springvale boys. But interesting point, Andrew. Steve's in Doncaster. G'day, Steve. G'day, boys.
0: Um, Carlos, if you're talking about um, grassroots uh, soccer or football. What do you think the chances are of teams like um, the Knights, uh, South Melbourne, Hellas, and some of those sort of like um, Premier League um, uh uh, teams uh, that could come up into the um, into the a league and and also just on the back of that um, if there were any teams like that that were able to come into the uh, to the a league do you think the last couple of years of the um, of the old nsl days where there was a lot of crowd violence and all that sort of stuff would play a part in um, in a yes or a no to move up into um, into the a league sort of like a um a, a, an EPL relegation type system and how far
1: do you think we'd be off that? Yeah, look, I, I, that's certainly not in the FFA model there, Steve. It's, it's, it's just not on the, on the agenda and I don't know whether that's a financial thing or whether they just don't want to go back to those days at all where teams are linked with any uh, nationality of any sort. Um, that was one of the reasons why the old NSL was blown up, in that they wanted to actually have it regionalised. They, they wanted teams based on regions and city centres rather than uh, on uh, the nationalistic grounds that they were built on in the first place. And I grew up in that environment. I, I, I knew the landscape. I loved it. Uh, you know, what uh, the ethnic communities did with the sport and, and how they grew it and the love they had and the passion they had with the sport. I grew up with that. I watched it. I played in that. Uh, I loved the NSL, even to the last day where where there was, uh, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 people rocking up and there was very little interest from the media. I just loved every moment of, every moment of it. But if you wanted something the way we see it today... Uh, where del Piero comes to the competition plays um, you know uh, seven or eight of our players are playing you know uh, you know over this you know straight from a league to a World Cup um, you know you get crowds of twenty thousand thirty thousand forty thousand it was never going to happen under the the model of the old NSL and we've got to be realistic there and I know there's a lot of South Melbourne and uh, and Melbourne Knights uh, you know supporters really hurting because they were big big clubs big big clubs South Melbourne I think they were the team of the uh, Oceania a team of the century. They went to a World Club Championship in Brazil. I mean, there's a lot of proud people who invested a lot of time and money in that club and same with Melbourne Knights. Some brilliant players. Mark Viduca grew up at Melbourne Knights. Andrew Marth, a lot of Socceroos come through there. Won national championships. Uh, it's, they, they were, in the end, they were the collateral, collateral damage of, of having to blow up the old NSL. So, to answer your question, under the current model, there's no way it's going to happen. But if they ever go promotion relegation and they are able to make sure their identity is not linked to any uh, ethnic group or any uh, nationalistic messages, uh, and David Gallup, even during the World Cup, came out very strongly saying that that is, that is in the, uh, in the uh, constitution of the FFA now that you can't build your club on any ethnic uh, uh, sort of uh, foundation. Yep. Um, if, if the club can prove that, and there's promotion, relegation, there's a chance. But it won't happen for a long, long time, I don't reckon.
2: Thanks, Steve, for your call. Christian Monturna, good afternoon to you. Good
0: afternoon, fellas. How are we?
1: Good, good. mate.
2: That's the
0: way it was. I think this is fantastic. I am just an armchair supporter of soccer. I have a barracks uh, Melbourne City, slash heart, whatever you want to call them. Um, I've been mean, lucky enough I've seen a World Cup match and all this kind of thing but never really been involved I was on the edge of my seat last
3: night
0: <laughs> I thought it was fantastic and I think the most important thing in life when you're trying to sell something is to have a narrative that goes along with the story mm. And every one of these games is going to have a fantastic narrative But whether it is just the David and Goliath for everyone or You know, but I mean when they when those boys go to play up in the next match against the possible A-League team Who's not going to want to watch that? I mean even if they lose three or four nil I mean what a great moment for them But what a fantastic thing for everyone to be able to watch. And eventually, one of these little minnow teams will beat one of the A-League teams, just like happens overseas, just like happens in the Premier League. And that will be... This is exactly what soccer needs. This is such a step in the
1: right direction for soccer.
2: Good on you, Chris. Again, I didn't say it, but uh, I'm sure... Like Carlos and you, I would have been glued to the edge of my seat. Probably not even glued. I probably would have jumped up and down. <laughs> but but you've also
1: got to realise too um, that a lot of these guys playing, even with South Springvale in the, in the third tier or the fourth tier of Australian football, a lot of those guys as juniors were very, very good players. In fact, there wouldn't have been much difference between them and some of the players that have gone on to the A-League. But for whatever whatever it is, circumstances, commitments, um, uh, you know, work, study, whatever it means, there's a lot, a lot of good players who are playing in you know the first division, down to the third or fourth division who just didn't make a professional career out of it because of circumstances or they weren't good enough or, or whatever it was, but, they, but there's not that much difference so this is their chance to have their game of the lifetime um, and, uh, and so you might get an A-league club that might be a little bit underdone because uh, they haven't started their season and might take it a little bit easier and suddenly South Springvale, you know, the big buffeting centre-forward up front <laughs> with a heavy touch, with a heavy touch uh, <laughs> who's a plumber during the day, you know, and, uh, and works uh, you know, night shift also. He's come in, he, he might score the opening goal and Boy, will that go crazy on Twitter yep. and Facebook and so forth? So we might get that situation. It, it, it has happened in, in sudden death Football over in England for years. There's no reason why it can't happen here in Australia. F-
2: the FFA Cup has got everyone going off the open lines, and they are in fact that just open nine Carlos. eleven sixteen colours. We're getting a lot of love, a lot of love. Yeah, for the and, out and, and
1: there. these people aren't. You know, they No wall is being. Pulled over these people's eyes, like mine. Like I, went, like I said, I went in that ga- game last night, or that round last night. Yes. Had to prove to me that it's what they're saying. I wasn't going to believe some marketing spin, and no. these people are very discerning also.
2: Well, next week's game, just before we get back to our callers, so we start to see a couple of the big dogs step into the action. Uh, Newcastle play Perth next Tuesday, also next Tuesday, all four games next Tuesday night. Uh, Parramatta FC take on the St Albans Saints. Yeah, boys. Are they our boys?
1: Yeah, St. Albans Saints are.
2: Yep. Righto. Okay, go the mighty Saners. Uh, South Hobart take on the might of Tuggeranong United. <laughs> just a great name, Tuggeranong. <laughs> and then Adelaide United take on Wellington Phoenix. So uh, two matches yeah. uh, comprising the A-League team. So we're starting to get a little bit serious next week, Carlos. Yep. That's next week's action in the FFA Cup. We'll get back to our calls. Richard and Caroline Springs is on the open line. day, Richard. G'day, good. Uh, uh, good afternoon,
0: Daniel. Good
2: afternoon, Carlos. How are you going? Yeah,
0: good, good mate. Um, just a couple of things. First off, I'll, just, uh, get, I'll get out of the way. Yeah, look, I, I grew up like Carlos, you know, watching those games. Like, I'm 40 now. Uh, my first recollection of those games, I was watching uh, I was watching Sean Parton and Craig Foster hmm. and Ernie Tapai play for George Cross. Yep. And uh, I watched Paul Trimboli come through that squad. I watched Kevin Musker come through that squad. John Markowski, a lot of great players. But I've seen a lot of good players, like you're saying, too, uh, for one reason or another... Didn't get those opportunities, but moving on um, with the F- the FFA Cup, isn't there? I thought that I thought uh, the uh, the I don't know if it's the A League or the FFA. One of the two have mandated that the winner of the FFA Cup gets a, uh, an entrance into mm. the uh, Asian Champions League, I think, from memory. And also, I think the AFC might have something to do with promotion and relegation too, because I think they've given um, the Australian Federation a timeline to facilitate that exact thing, because they've got to mandate themselves for at least two-tiered system throughout their confederation.
1: Yeah, Richard, uh, you're... Well, you're getting you're actually talking about something that uh, I know that's been talked about and I know that the FFA are, are been under pressure to have a cup competition like they do right throughout Asia and it's something that the AFC does recognise and it, those teams that win those cup competitions uh, do have automatic entry to, I'm not sure whether, whether it's the AFC Challenge Cup, which is sort of a, a secondary cup to their Champions League or whether it's direct into the Champions League and, uh, and also that uh, the... Uh, the structure of promotion and relegation is something the AFC have been on the FFA's back uh, about really since day one of the A-League. Uh, but they've given them – because, it's, you know, it's all about finance. It's all about getting, you know, your proper league, your, your A-League right first and, and your, your FFA uh, run competitions right first before you can sort of start forcing people to go into these other areas. So, obviously, the timing's right with the, with the FFA Cup. And uh, and but uh, I I don't know this for certain whether this year's winner will go straight into uh, an AFC competition, even though that's uh, the purpose of it. Uh, and again, the promotion relegation, I think we're still pretty far away from that. In that uh, we've still got a salary cap, there's still yeah. financial restrictions on our A League clubs because. You know, we've got to really be careful. We don't. We don't want any A League clubs falling over financially.
2: Just going through some of the uh, FAQs about the FFA Cup <laughs> uh, on the on the website, and it doesn't seem to say there is an entry passage into the yep. AFC Championship.
1: But one of the motivations was to have this cup because the AFC want uh, the winner to go into one of their, you know, uh, Asia Wide Cups. So yep. that's the purpose of it. Uh, whether that happens with this this first winner or. Uh, or not, well, I'm not quite sure.
2: Thanks, Richard, for your call. John in Mooney Ponds, good afternoon. Yeah, hi, guys. Nice, uh, oh, going good, well. John. You're in a toilet somewhere, John. <laughs> no, no, I'm uh,
3: working, mate I'm painting uh, a ceiling at the moment. I'm on my own.
2: Uh, it's very difficult to hear, John. If you're on speaker, um, somewhere near the handset, can I suggest you get on it? Yep. Let's do that. You with us? Johnny boy. Yeah, sorry, guys. There you go. there you're talking.
3: Okay. Yeah, look, I was a bit... Uh, just regards uh, last night, the um, FFA Cup, uh, I was a bit apprehensive, a little bit like Carlos, but um, speaking to, uh, speaking to uh, a relative of Bill Lombropoulos. Yep. Sorry if I didn't pronounce his name properly. He was at the game, obviously, last night with his family, and he said it was all very professional. You know, they had a fourth official which, uh, with... Uh, um, with the board that, uh, for at a Time On, he said, which they've never ever uh, witnessed <laughs> at that level. So no, but he said it was very well organized. Um, and it was, uh, people from around, uh, South and South that came to watch, not just, uh, the, the Springvale supporters. And yeah, congratulations to their club. Just the other thing, Carlos, on what you touched on. Um, look, I hope this is some kind of integration and building bridges, um, to, and I don't like to use the word as well, but to the former, you know, the old clubs as people refer to them. Yep. Look, I don't think there's disrespect to um, to the past clubs, ethnic clubs, but I think I have to agree with you. And this is going to be brought up while this competition grows and grows, and I think it's good because it brings it up in the open. I think we're mature enough, hopefully, um, to discuss this. But, look, something had to give, and unfortunately to to get the corporate sponsorship and the corporate dollar and to get the players and um, we had to do something else something new in 2005 and look i you know i'm a european background i arrived in australia in 82 and ever since then i've been all for australian football the underdog the whole thing but um so i loved nsl i've never been attached to anything so you know, I don't over. think
2: we could ever, ever doubt the success of the A-League for what it's done for yeah. the game, Carlos. So even though the NSL at the time, was that was what it was, it was never going to be what the A-League is now. Yep.
1: And uh, so the game's look, grown, you know, anyone who was going to the uh, NSL in those last days, it's because you you just wanted to see football at the highest possible level in Australia. But we all dreamed of having 20, 30, 40,000 people yeah. at games, uh, having it, uh, you know, having it... Uh, shows like they do on Fox Sports and like they do on uh, SBS we we're dreaming of that at the time yeah. so now that we've got it uh we've just got to now grow the game so no one feels alienated and this is one I believe small way but hopefully it you know if it really if it really if the bo- if the ball really starts rolling on it uh, it'll make a really big impact to really bring every uh, disparate uh, group in Australian football together to follow the A-League and follow clubs
2: at that level. I love this off the SMS, just regards to the uh, passage to the Asian Champions League, possibly down the track. Can you imagine? It's from Madden Kilsyth, South Springvale hosting Gunborough Soccer at Kingston Heath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell, what,
1: I'll tell you what, they have to move the... Uh, you know, they'll have to do something about uh, supplying sushi at Kingston Heath, and not, I don't think they'll ever do that. So I don't, I don't think uh, they'll ever accept that uh, at uh, Kingston Heath. At the because uh, of course Bentley Green is uh, is a club that's uh, uh, been developed and, and built over many decades uh, with the uh, with the Greek community. So uh, I'm not sure what they're like with uh, sushi, Just but they're very good with sushi. They're very good with barbecued fish, by the Just way. Just get a platter
2: yeah. of sushi <laughs> from the shop up the road. Ross and wheres West. G'day, Ross. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, good, mate. Um, just talk about FFA Cup and
0: just football in general at the junior level, um, I think the old days, kids would play um, for soccer at school and football, as in the AFL, and then at some point they would realise there was no future while the NSL was going on. It was like a – no, AFL was only the really way to go to make a career. And now with the A-League and now with the FFA Cup, being such a rural kind of, you know, lower tier things where the little young kids are even more inspired to play for their local club in their local areas and then possibly go to A-League. I think you're going to see a lot of kids, instead of back in the old days being talented at soccer and changing to AFL, are going to stay at soccer, play soccer and develop. And you're going to get this generation of players that never would have even gone through to the A-League if, if there was no A-League and it continued with the NSL. And I think it's that's the big picture of it, is that you're going to see kids who are just going to go all the way through soccer instead of switching to AFL. Well,
2: I'm sure that's part of the reasoning for all this, Carlos, and the back rooms of the A-League and the FFA, just to make sure that the, the game has incentive yep. all the Shop way through.
1: Shop window football is is a way to go. And there's a kid called Matt Thirtle, who scored last night for Brisbane Strikers, in the lower leagues, this kid scored 100 goals in 150 games. And he hasn't been picked up by any uh, A-League club. Now, if he has a good run, he scored a beautiful goal last night. On the turn, half volley, in the box, instinctive, goal poacher, pronging, Hum-mes prong sort like. of stuff. Hum-mes. Oh, yeah. Prong stuff.
3: You know, <laughs> prolific prong stuff.
1: Uh, he was, it was fantastic goal. And so, suddenly, he's on the map. And, uh, and if he has another good game, suddenly, he might be invited. You never know. He might be the start of an A-League career for him.
2: It might, he might just be the next Ronaldinho.